It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your host, Carson Cunningham. The Thunder have won two in a row. They win one more. That's called a winning streak. Yes, the Thunder did avoid an embarrassing loss, really, against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. They went at 90-87, not exactly... An offensive shootout. We'll talk more about that game. And I have kind of five thoughts moving forward with the Oklahoma City Thunders. They kind of really rebounded nicely what was probably rock bottom this season. We thought they've hit rock bottom several times, but uh, they've, they rebounded nicely with two couple wins. And uh, we'll break down all that. I'll have some thoughts on that moving forward. But first, thanks to Print for sponsoring the show. You can go to print.co and check out uh, their latest apparel. Uh, they have a – it's prnt.co, by the way, if you want to go to their website. Use the promo code Locked On, all caps, no space, Locked On. That'll get you free shipping and a lot of cool stuff to ship. Go to their website. They have a lot of cool Oklahoma City basketball t-shirts, probably the coolest ones you can find anywhere else, really. And I'm a man about town. I see them all across town, and the coolest ones I see are located right there on on print. And uh, they also do custom orders. You want to create your own t-shirts, get them shipped. You can create any amount. It can be one, two, or 200 depending on what you would like to do. And they also have the T-Shirt of the Month Club. First week of every month, they'll send you a shirt. That is just 10 bucks. 10 bucks. They'll send you a shirt the first week of the month. And honestly, it's hard to get a, any shirt for $10 nowadays. All the cool stuff's like 30 bucks nowadays of T-Shirts. Not the case with print. Check it out. Go to their website, prnt.co, and uh, they will uh, hook you up with some cool gear and much more. Okay, so the Thunder beat... The San Antonio Spurs, as I mentioned, in a really just one of the one of the least impressive wins in the history of the Thunder franchise. Now I've covered the team since they, they first got to Oklahoma City, and to to almost lose to a San Antonio Spurs team without Lamarcus Aldridge, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, Manu Ginobili, Rudy Gay, <laughs> just about anybody with a pulse. Uh, that's that's obviously still concerning, and obviously the Thunder haven't really completely turned things around. But they did find a way to win, which hasn't been the case so far this season, especially when games are close in the fourth quarter. But once again, just same old story with this team. A hot hot start. Uh, they're they're like second best team in the NBA in point differential in the first quarter. They they played very well in the first half, but once again, just ice cold in the second half. They scored just 36 points in the second half. Just 14 in the fourth quarter. Now, I will say this. It was encouraging despite the lack of offense once again in the second half, the lack of offense uh, certainly in the fourth quarter. It really seems as if they've realized they need to move the ball more. It wasn't nearly as bad as we've seen all season long where it's one-pass shots 
or one pass possessions, no pass possessions. They actually did move the ball around and got got a lot of open looks. They just didn't fall, which I think also is a concern is this team has just not shot the ball well all season, which obviously leads to the, the low point totals they've had thus far. But I do think it was encouraging just in the way they played against San Antonio and the way they played against Minnesota was night and day from what we've seen all season long. You know, I think back to that that loss at Orlando. That, to me, so far, there's been a lot of low points this year, to be honest with you, but that was probably the lowest point. I mean, Billy Donovan came out and said, they're not seeing my vision. They're not. I'm trying to help them see the vision of, of what a good offense needs to be. And I thought they really responded well against Minnesota. Played, played really well, had a huge lead. Once again, they squander it, which obviously is a concern. But uh, they, the Thunder seemed to be playing a little bit more freely, a little less isolation and reliance. So that, that's encouraging to see, and I think will only serve them well moving forward. Uh, moving on to some five thoughts I had. Uh, take a bow, Steven Adams. He has looked like an all-star center the last two games. Uh, what can you say about the guy? He was nearly perfect, or he was perfect against Minnesota. He joined a long list of, of all-stars of players who have gone perfect from the field and perfect from the free throw line. How about this company he joined after the Minnesota game? Kevin McHale, Charles Barkley, Chris Mullen, Pau Gasol. Perfect from the line and the free throw line, or from the free throw line and the field since 1985. That's pretty good. That's that's pretty excellent. I mean, Stephen Adams has really come on, and I, I kind of su- suggested that earlier on previous podcasts is, He's not Boogie Cousins offensively. He's not Anthony Davis offensively, sure. But he's very effective, and he gets easy points down near the rim. And he's a good finisher. He's really become a really solid finisher. So I was encouraging to see uh, them get him involved. And he had a career high against Minnesota, and he backed that up with another another really good game uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. So that, that, that can go a long way with a lot of the issues they've had so far this year is Steven Adams playing the way he has and the way they, they get him more involved uh, than they have in, in previous years or previous games rather this season. So if Steven Adams keeps doing that, that'll make life a lot easier on, on Russell and Paul George and and the rest. You know, Steven had 19 points, 10 rebounds against the San Antonio Spurs, 8 of 13, uh, 3 of 6 from the free throw line. But once again, just Steven Adams coming on the way he has has, has solved a lot of issues offensively. Granted, they still only scored 90 points, but he's just been, he's been a revelation thus far. Thunder still just completely terrible from the three-point line, six of 22 against San Antonio, just not good enough. Uh, they're getting open looks, just not hitting them. Patrick Patterson 0 for three. Alex Abrines, he's in the game to hit threes, one of four. Carmelo one of five. Paul George one of five. Just not, they're not a good three-point shooting team. So you can tell they're trying to keep that number down. It was 22 instead of around 32, which it's been in previous games, but just not good enough at all. Uh, thought number two, Carmelo Anthony has really, that's been the biggest difference so far that you can see with this team. The last two games, he has deferred. And that's kind of what we thought we would see out of Carmelo coming to the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? We thought he was going to be, Olympic mellow, the, the third banana. Of course, he would be behind, be behind Paul George and Russell Westbrook in the pecking order. That that hasn't always been the case this so far this season. But he's only attempted 17 shots in the last two games, scoring 18 points. It's the first time in his 15-year career he scored in single digits in back-to-back games. 
that's not a mistake. That's not an accident. That's by design. And credit to Carmelo for kind of swallowing his pride, so to speak, and not just jacking it up at the rates that he has been and, and realizing that if they want to win, he needs to he needs to pass the ball a little bit more. Because let's be honest, he's been a ball possession dominator, a isolation machine, which it's part of his game, I, I grant you. But what I would like to see more out of Carmelo is more catch and shoot type offense, shot selection out of him. I looked up his catch and shoot numbers. He's, uh, let's see here, he is... 43% from the field, which is up a couple percentage points from non-catching, just his total numbers. And he's 30, almost 39% from the three-point line on catch-and-shoots. That's up from like 36 as far as uh, from everywhere else on the floor. That just shows you the, how much more effective he is on catch-and-shoot situations. I don't, I'm not saying they need to run him off screens like, like he's Reggie Miller in his prime or something, but... I think that's a way they can look to get him more involved on offense. Less just dumping it to Carmelo and letting him go to work and taking a long contested two. That has not been the recipe for success. More corner threes, catch-and-shoot varieties off driving kicks from Russell. And, and some of that nature I think will go a long way with him being a more effective offensive player. But credit to Carmelo. He's deferred, and I think ever since that Orlando Magic game, they the Thunder have taken a hard look at themselves and have really tried to change things. I think you can look no further than Carmelo Anthony. Uh, for that reason. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Thought number three, Russell Westbrook. I mean, once again, he he puts up his seventh triple-double of the season. Uh, The numbers are there, but he has seven turnovers in each of the past three games. Just he is not, whatever the reason is this year, whether it's fitting in with these two guys, these two all-stars, he has just simply not played close to the level he played at last year. And that, to me, is the biggest problem we've seen so far this season. Game against the Warriors, that looked like MVP Russ. They win going away. Every other game pretty much this year has been been tough. Even this game against the Spurs was a hard-fought win against a team that didn't even put out a single solitary, you know, one of their top five guys on the floor. So I think... As much as we want to harp on Billy Donovan and harp on just how poorly things have gone on offense, and I think you have to look no further than Russell Westbrook, and I think he understands that. I think he, he said as much after the, the game against Orlando Magic. He said, this is on me to turn it around. This is on me. And I, while he's not the only one who has struggled this year by a long ways, he is the MVP. He is the leader of the team. He is the guy who makes the most money, and it is on him to play better. He just hasn't played up to his standard. Is that unfair based on what we saw last year to expect him to play at that crazy high of a level that he did last year when he broke Oscar Robertson's triple-double record? Yeah, of course. I don't think he's going to play like that 82 games every single year for the rest of his career by any means. But he hasn't played close to to his level. He hasn't played really. I mean, he'd be a borderline all-star at this point if it wasn't you know, a fan vote. He just hasn't quite played as well. And I think that's been one of the biggest factors so far this season. Uh, has to take better care of the ball. Has to make better decisions. I mean, he's been 
Carmelo-like with his one-pass possessions or no-pass possessions as far as pulling up for a long two. That hasn't been good. and it, It's just frustrating when you watch him because you know he can get to the rim at any point. And he settles, and this team settles far too much. And I think that's been just a huge problem for this team. And thought number four, uh, Billy Donovan's vision, I think, is kind of coming to fruition a little bit. I think, as I mentioned previously, the ball movement, the spacing, I don't think Billy made any bones about it after the Orlando game. He came out and said, basically, the team's not listening to me. And I'm telling them what to do. And for whatever reason, they keep taking horrible shots and making horrible decisions. And I think they had three days off, or they had a couple days off after that. And they they really figured things out against Minnesota. And I think you saw the potential of this team that we've seen in just flashes. But it almost seemed like they took another step back against the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, when (laughs) when their offense isn't clicking, it can be ugly. And to score 36 points in the second half... Uh, was not good. I know the Spurs only scored 14 in the fourth quarter, just like the Thunder, but just they let uh, Bertans look like uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, he hit four of nine threes, 16 points. Uh, DeJounte Murray's a good player. He had a solid game, but they also lost Kyle Anderson for a large stretch of this game and Danny Green for a large stretch of this game. So they were basically playing not the Spurs B team, but their C team. But again, I will say it's a good thing they won. It's It's... Them winning in clutch time has not been a good recipe, and they finally pulled off a win. Granted, albeit a shorthanded Spurs team, but I do think Billy Donovan has made an impact just in the last couple days as far as changing what they do on offense. The ball movement and the plays was spectacular in that first quarter against Minnesota. That was the most points they've scored in the first quarter since 2015. And that's not an accident. That's not just, hey, they got hot and they just hit everything. It was just... Great ball movement, great spacing, great shot selection. That has been horrible this year. And so, well, I'm not sitting here saying, okay, here they come. Billy Donovan's got them rolling. They're going to tear it off uh, in December and go on a huge run. I'm not saying that, but it was encouraging to see them at least attempt to do what Billy Donovan would appears to be telling them. And that starts with Carmelo. It starts with them getting Stephen Adams more involved. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big improvement, even though the, the points weren't on the board against San Antonio. Again, I think they were, they were, for the most part, they were just ice cold. And that leads me to thought number five. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Paul George, man, when when he struggles, he doesn't get cold. He gets Game of Thrones north of the wall cold. I mean, he was brutal against San Antonio. I'm going to pull up his, his shot numbers. There's several games this year where, you know, he, he can go off like he did um, several times this year where he scored 42 against the L.A. Clippers. Uh, he scored 37 against the Mavs. Uh, but, man, two out of the last four, uh, four games, he scored single digits. He had two points against the Mavs, one of 12 shooting. Then against the Spurs, he was two of 17. 
one of five from three for eight points. And I don't know what it is. I, Paul George just has not been very consistent so far this year. Um, he's playing seemingly like a Kevin Durant type role without the efficiency is kind of the, the gist of what I've seen. It's kind of all over the place. His, his, his field goal attempts are kind of all over the map. It's anywhere from 17 and below to he's only shot over 20 field goals. Let's see here. One, two times since uh, mid-November. So sometimes his shots aren't there. and He has been frustrated with the officiating, and I, I tend to agree with him. I Look, I hate when people just complain about the referees, especially in the NBA. I think the NBA referees, for the most part, do an unbelievable job. If you've ever been down on the floor level, the game looks completely different down there. It's like small buildings flying around, running into each other. It's hard to officiate an NBA basketball game. They're going to miss calls. and But it's hard. Like Paul George gets calls like he's rookie Steven Adams. You remember when Steven Adams was a rookie? He got no benefit of the doubt, got a lot of whistles, and was constantly in foul trouble. That's kind of what we've seen from Paul George. He's constantly in foul trouble. Now, part of that's he plays aggressive defense. You know, he's up there in the league lead in deflections and steals. But another part of it, it's just been baffling, some of the calls that have gone against him. I can, I can totally see why he is frustrated right now, and he is. He he kind of had some choice words for the officials in his postgame after the Spurs. I don't know if that's bleeding over into his offense, bleeding over into the rest of his game, but I, I think he's frustrated. And there's been, if you've watched the Thunder this year, you, there's been a few calls like, oh my gosh, how do they call that? And almost every time it's on Paul George. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if that's going to even out or what, but I can understand his frustration. But he's been hot and cold. And uh, I think for the Thunder to reach what, what we think they can be or reach even you know the playoffs and contender status, they need Paul George to be the main man. I know Russell Westbrook, as I mentioned, hasn't played well. He's still the reigning MVP, and I think that the team needs to flow through him. But I think in some of the better performances this year, you've seen it's been Paul George getting the ball. In, in, in spot situations. And he's really, lately, I mentioned Steven Adams. Him and Adams have been awesome on a two-man game coming off the when – when Paul George has played with the the uh, second unit and they've brought in Adams, those two have worked wonders together. It's been awesome to see. And so I, I still think Billy's tinkering a little bit with lineups and rotations and all of that. But Paul George playing like an all-star can solve a lot of issues. And he, he was bad against the Spurs, but, again, he's – for the most part, he's he's done pretty well this season. It's just when he gets ice cold, he gets cold. And he was ice cold against San Antonio. And he did hit – he did, though. He hit two of his 17 shots. He had a big one there late to kind of seal the win for, for Oklahoma City. So that was good to see because, let's face it, they lose that game. It is meltdown mode city here in Oklahoma City. Losing to a hapless San Antonio Spurs team would not have been good. So, Thunder, uh, they host the Jazz on Tuesday. That'll be an interesting game. They, they beat the Jazz earlier this season. Uh, or wait, no, they lost to the Jazz earlier this season. That's my bad. But, uh, yeah, Utah is no pushover. It's going to be interesting to see how they do against Utah at home. Uh, they, they lost to them on the road, 96-87 earlier this season. Again, Thunder just need to keep winning the games. Even if it's ugly, it was an ugly win against San Antonio. At this point, they're they're below 500, so just get a win, move on, keep winning, and, and we'll see where they go. But all in all, I will say I feel much better about this team after the last two games than after that Orlando game. After that Orlando game, the walls were starting to close in. Billy Donovan's name was getting red hot on, on Twitter. He was taking the brunt of the blame. And and again, it's a bit of it's a player's league. 
Billy Donovan can can coach the team, sure. He can control them, sure. And the blame falls at his feet, obviously. But the players don't do what he's going to what he's going to say, and they're just going to play sloppy basketball. I, I don't know how you can blame him. I don't know if they're bringing in Mo Cheeks as an assistant coach is going to just drastically change uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder in their ways. You think you think if they bring Mo Cheeks in, they're going to move the ball around like the Golden State Warriors? I I don't. And uh, I think they're going to give Billy time to to figure this out at least till you know Christmas January and and see what what it looks like then. I don't think they're going to make any rash decisions after 20, 21 games. So. All in all, a little more pleased with where the Thunder uh, played and how they looked and so forth. Uh, again, this is brought to you by Print. Go to prnt.co. That's Print Co. Uh, they make caps, apparels, shirts, banners. You want to put a company logo or a team logo on anything, they can do that for you. They also have the T-shirt of the month club. We'll send you a shirt for 10 bucks, Just 10 bucks a month, they'll send you a shirt the first week of the month. So go to print.co. That's prnt.co. Type in the locked on promo code. That's locked on, all caps, no spaces, and you'll get free shipping. No one likes to shop online and pay for the shipping, right? So this is a way to get around that. And they have a lot of cool stuff. I guarantee you, if you go to print, go to their website, check it out, you're not going to leave that website. You're not going to switch to Facebook or anything. You're going to leave buying something because they have a lot of cool stuff. So go check them out. And again, I'm Carson Cunningham, your host of Locked on Thunder. You can find me on Twitter at KOCO Carson. And we'll talk to you uh, after the Jazz game on Tuesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.